As you can probably tell, we're doing things a little different today. So um, will you now pray with me, for me, and for all of these people up here? Lord, the, the words of our mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. When they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethphage and Bethany, near the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Just say this, The Lord needs it and will send it back here immediately. They went away and found a colt tied near a door outside in the street. As they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, What are you doing untying the colt? They told them what Jesus had said, and they allowed them to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road. The others spread leafy branches that that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. A mixture of people stood in the crowd that day, some believing and some scoffing. What did the people think as they saw Jesus ride by? Bethphage has always been known for selling donkeys, and my family takes pride in being the people that have sold them for generations. When these two young men approached me and asked me to borrow a colt that hadn't been written, well, I had never heard of that in my whole life. But there was something commanding about their presence, something that made me believe them. I don't know who this Lord is, but he needed a donkey, and I felt I could trust them. I don't know. Maybe my wife says I'm crazy, and she says I won't ever see that donkey again. I've been following Jesus for three years, and I know the wonderful miracles he has done. So why wouldn't he let us treat him more like the king we know him to be? Why didn't he let us get a horse or at least a camel for him to ride on? What was he thinking riding a donkey? Kings. Don't act that way. We were on our way home from temple school and didn't really know what was going on, only that everyone was excited and yelling, The king is coming! People started ripping branches off the trees, laying them on the road for the donkey to walk on. Some people even took off their coats and laid them on the road. It was exciting. Everyone in the palace was astir about some parade that was taking place outside of Jerusalem, as if I, Pontius Pilate, would care about that. Those Judeans were always having some festival or another. I get so tired of their sacrifices, the stench of the smoke comes up to my palace and ruins my garden parties. They're always prattling about about one true God. But as long as they stay out of my hair, I'm a big believer in live and let live. She died suddenly. One of those good summer fevers that 
I can't believe the gall of that man, claiming to be a king, organizing a parade, deceiving people into thinking he's some kind of big deliverer. Well, we on the Sanhedrin have had, have had about enough of him. Everyone is coming to Jerusalem for the Passover, and that will be the perfect time to get rid of this troublemaker. I've been stationed here in Jerusalem for a little more than a year, and I just want to go home to Rome. I've had it with all the trouble brewing here all the time. The zealots, the rabble-rousers, the crucifixions. It's enough to churn your stomach. Just today, another guy was proclaiming himself a king. People were shouting and throwing their coats into the road. I can only see a bad end ahead for him. The Romans don't take kindly to anyone with plans to overthrow the government. Finally, this Jesus has been preaching and teaching for three years. That is all well and good, but it's time to make a move. Now that he's publicly proclaimed that he is king, we will finally get some action. It's time to rid, get rid of the oppressive Roman government. The taxes alone are enough to cripple anyone. If he wants to set up some sort of kingdom that talks about another world and heaven, that's fine. But I'm more interested in the king that will take over here and now. A mixture of people stood in the crowd that day, some believing, some scoffing. What did the people think as they saw Jesus ride by? Who do you see as Jesus rides by? Yes, a mixture of people stood in the crowd that day, some who believed and some who scoffed. What did they think as they saw Jesus ride by? Who do you see as Jesus rides by? The donkey seller saw someone who he implicitly trusted, even though he didn't know this Lord and his story was too incredible to believe. The parent saw someone she knew and loved because, what, because of what Jesus had done for her and her family. The Pharisee and the Roman soldier saw someone who simply had to go. The disciple and the zealot saw Jesus as so much more than what the rest of the crowd saw. And the child? Well, the child saw the excitement of a parade. And what an extraordinary parade it was. Jesus sat atop a young colt, which had never been broken to riders. The only thing between him and the stiff donkey fur were a few cloaks that shifted and slid underneath him, requiring him to continually fight to stay astride. He rode the colt through the beautiful gate of the temple complex, with a throng of peasants leading and following him. They were creating quite a ruckus with their joyful shouts of Hosanna and their inevitable excitement and laughter. As the festivities reached fever, fever pitch, the prophecy of Zechariah in chapter 9 was fulfilled. Jesus, the man riding a peasant animal, 
came to bring peace through his message of love, self-sacrifice, and servanthood. Friends, today I ask you, who do you see as Jesus rides by? Our vision of Jesus is one created by 2,000 years of history. We picture him as described in the strange story put together from four separate biblical accounts of Holy Week. Jesus is the man who entered the city on a humble donkey, rather than with the pomp and circumstance of Pilate and his soldiers. He confronted the political and religious leaders when he threw the money changers out of the temple, thus also affecting the trade and economy of Pilate's prefect. He was sold to the government, tried before the church, brutally beaten, and hung on a cross until he could no longer breathe, and he drowned in his own bodily fluids. The Holy Week image of Jesus is not exactly a compelling one to people of no faith. Who do you see as Jesus rides by? Do you see the one who came not in power, but in weakness? Can you spy the Jesus who rode into town with vulnerability and mercy rather than with strength and judgment? Have you witnessed the Jesus who came in love instead of vengeance? This king who entered Jerusalem on the most unkingly of animals defied the logic of the world. Jesus, the Messiah, fed the hungry, healed the sick, hugged the leper, and loved the unlovable, rather than growing an army to conquer the Romans. And in doing so, he overcame the power structure in Jerusalem and the rest of the world to establish a new, glorious, and godly kingdom on this earth. Who do you see as Jesus rides by? The people in the crowd that day had very different views. Depending on who was talking, he was Lord, King, miracle worker, and overthrower. He was also a misunderstood, crazy blasphemer. From Mark's account of Holy Week, we can add labels of human horseman or humble horseman, confrontational conspirator, innocent victim, and forsaken son. Who do you see as Jesus rides by? Jesus defied the labels people tried to apply to him. And as such, none of these words really honors the one we call Savior or his mission as he walked among us. Jesus came with a message of good news for all mankind. He was willingly obedient to it, to death on a cross, so he could show us that we are already incredibly loved by our Heavenly Father. His resurrection established our hope and salvation, our grace and mercy. Who do you see as Jesus rides by? This is the question that each of God's children must answer individually. Brothers and sisters, you can choose to see a man who is a bit of a quirky rebel 
driven to talking a big game and creating havoc for the church and the political leaders of his time. Or you can choose to see the one who is both son of man and son of God, truly human and truly divine, who brought a message of love and light. Friends, it is this message that calls us into a lifestyle of self-sacrifice, servanthood, and love for all mankind. It is a hard message, one that is impossible without the unmerited grace offered to us. Yet it is this very message that gives us the good news of salvation and the hope of an eternity spent in Jesus' presence. If we truly want to grow with God, grow with others, and grow in service to the world, then this is the Jesus we need to see as he rides by on his way to the cross, to the grave, to eternity, and to you and me. Amen and amen.